My name is Caroline Williams. I'm a keyboardist, um, stroke producer, event management, anything to do with music. My background is mainly in, well, music. I play keyboards. I come from a town called High Wycombe. Moved down to London. Music brought me to London. I don't actually live in Brent, but I spend most of my time in Brent because I'm here at BBMC. My colleagues live in Brent, Kilburn, Stonebridge, Harlston area. So that's why I do spend most of my time in Brent. BBMC is the home of reggae music globally, internationally. Many of the artists from Jamaica, America will come and will have passed through these doors. My connection to Bren is um, through music. I was put into contact with a band called Akabu, which is the first and only, as far as I know, female reggae band um, in the world at that time. I'm glad to say that we've inspired others to do the same. But yeah, came to London to work with a band called Akabu. They're based in Stonebridge. My connection is, is my life. I started working with a band called Night Doctor in the 80s. From there, I went on to work with a band called Matumbi and I uh, worked with many artists. Reggae is, is just, well, it's the music that I love. I was fortunate enough to come into the reggae industry, meeting people, and from there you meet other people. I did a lot of work with a band called Rough Cut, so I backed in the 80s, especially people like Shakademus on Pliers, Sanchez, uh, a lot of artists then. And throughout the years, I work with a lot of artists up to today. Okay, my work has contributed to um, the reggae story through my through my recordings. I worked with Horace Andy on one of the first electro reggae tunes. It's called Elementary, and that was done entirely on keyboards. So that was one of the first that was done in the 80s. From there, I've just been so involved in the whole industry, in productions, events, supporting young musicians as well. That's really what we're about now. We want to see live music continue. We want to see, because I've worked in schools as well as a teacher, and it's very easy to put the children behind a computer and they create these great masterpieces without actually knowing how they've done it. It's just copy and paste. So, you know, we want young people to understand music and what they can really get from it. In the Borough of Brent, um, I'm in work with Diane, Diane White. We're working on a, a project called Reggae Star Factor. Um, we recently held that at Stonebridge Park, which is in Brent, obviously. And it, it encourages young people it's a platform for young people to um, expose for exposure we recently went to france um, so it's gone international now we're taking it across the waters and just promoting reggae in trying to in its purest form um, reggae events in brent it's well it's all about social media now obviously we're in the industry so we hear about things that are happening but it's about linking with the right websites, with the right, um, you know, Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, and finding out how what's going on there. Okay, my home growing up. Well, we're going to go back now. Okay, we're well, going to talk about records, you know, um, plastics, vinyls, the original, um, the original reggae, ska, rocksteady, um, calypso. You know, it's all part of of the experience. At the moment, my favorite reggae track is by Chronics. I can see the video. It it wakes me up in the morning. It keeps me going. I can play it over and over. The video's you know really enlightening. 
Um, it's basically about um, just living life, enjoying life and just living to the full. First record I purchased was an album. It was Rhino Records. I'll always remember the track had Book of Rules on it and sitting and learning the words and thinking what a great tune it was. So, you know, to come back so many years later and be working with King Sounds, who sang it, you know, it's one of those, um, it's a pleasure, a privilege to be working with the people that we were listening to growing up. I listen to reggae music at any opportunity, on the radio, in the car. Sometimes it's a, a tune that we've just um, recorded in the studio. I'll have that playing over and over. There's TuneIn, um, YouTube, so many places you can hear any kind of reggae now. Right, well, Lover's Rock is a form of reggae. It's British reggae. It's the British reggae that can go anywhere. Jungle, I just think reggae influences all all musics sometimes it's just by the lyrics or the beats but in most musics you can hear some form of reggae okay businesses if you go in most food shops caribbean food shops you will see a gallery of photos of artists that have visited that food shop also in the corner you'll see flyers where they they have a specific place for flyers you can go and advertise there music playing in the barber shops I think the Caribbean culture of music is there's there's always music. There's a place for it in, in everything. Reggae music impacted on my life. It influenced how I dressed, yes, and how I danced. It influenced my thoughts because I first started listening to reggae through Bob Marley. And then Burning Spear in my day it was more about culture and you heard your history basically through music. Since then I actually used an assignment at university and I wrote a project on learning teaching black history through music and using reggae music as a source of, of information. Media response to reggae and to events I think is through our own pirate stations if you put it that way. They are, the, they are sponsored by um, local businesses and you can hear the adverts, you can hear the current issues um, and events that are coming up through radio stations. The youth are very quick to catch on to little phrases and things so um, you, you can get a song that has just a certain phrase and, and all the young people are saying it and it's a saying. Oh youth behaviour. Um, I know in, in my day the music was very political. You had the GLA, um, you had the Rock Against Racism so um, it was a, a used for it as a political stance and of course in historically you're looking at the two-tone era where you know black and whites were come together through music so reggae actually brought music together the y the young people it was instrumental in bringing young people together reggae's role in bringing together different communities is um, thinking about the gatherings the, um, the the funerals the parties anywhere there was a gathering it was mostly you know Caribbean people as reggae music. It's it's a it's a heavy impact. When our parents came here, the social aspect was the front room party. You know, it wasn't always about having halls and 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 spaces. It'd be a front room. You know, and I remember being at the top of the stairs and looking down and seeing you know the parents down there dancing away, and we'd be told to go to bed and all this. You know, but yeah, um, yeah, that brings back memories actually. Yeah, but music was instrumental in 
holding communities together in bringing people together. To attract a younger audience, um, I think reggae has had to change. The young people interpret it their own way. It's not always politically correct, but you know, young people are rebellious and they have their own ways of, of, of using music. So yeah, I think reggae has influenced young people. They've taken it and made it their own and used it to express their, their own grievances and their own dis dissatisfactions. Going forward, I would like to see BBMC as a hub, a hub where young people, young and old, any age can come, they can express themselves, the facilities will be here for them to, to use, um, and it will be a community-based building where that is known internationally as the home of reggae.